Welcome to the Easy Scaling Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shonda King, and together we'll be exploring how successful entrepreneurs are actually scaling to six figures and beyond. My goal is to bring you conversations that are honest and transparent and to share the real, raw, nitty gritty details about what works and what doesn't. Alrighty, in this episode, we are chatting with Grace Blacksea. She is the founder of Quench Collective, a community for like-minded leaders who believe in doing business differently. Grace blends strategy and support and is on a mission to help women leaders design their businesses around their life, not the other way around, which I'm obsessed with. I love that so much. And in this episode, we talk all about investing in your business. Grace talks us through some of the ways that she approaches investing. We talk a lot about how to cut through some of the noise in the online space that can sometimes make things a little confusing and lead us to maybe invest in things that we shouldn't invest in. This is just all around a good time and we really get into it. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome, welcome everyone and welcome Grace to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, we're going to talk about investing in our business today. Investing in our business, investing in ourselves, which is really, I feel like, what a lot of investments in business are. And we're going to talk about both sides of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. You know, see what comes up. Where should we start? I think, I mean, honestly, I feel like just that word is important because investing is exactly what it is. And I think that often it's like making that clear delineation between spending time or money both on ourselves or on our business and then actually investing and what that looks like. And to your point, I think that I I would love to actually maybe hear if you have any too, because there's been a lot of investments that I've made in my business that have been felt like, oh yeah, even like a gut reaction in the beginning, it was like, this is a hell yes for me. Like, yeah, this feels good. And then I'm in it and I'm like, oh man, this isn't exactly, you know, whether it was, oh, I was sold something that didn't actually pan out to be what it was or wow, I actually didn't need this. And bummer all the way to this was the best investment I ever made. You know, I've had a spectrum of them. Do you feel like you've had those too? Um, yeah. Am I alone definitely. Here? No, no, no. That's, I think that's really normal. Yeah. I think like with most things in life and in business as well, you can't know until you get in it, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm big on experimentation and I think it's super important just to try things. Obviously trust your gut. We, we know we're both big on that, but yeah. You can't actually know how something's going to help you or how it's going to pan out or what's going to come of it until you try it. So yeah, same. I have mm-hmm. lots of in- things that I've invested in that I'm still invested in because they work so well and they're fantastic. And a lot of other stories that, uh, or a lot of other investments that worked out for a period of time and then I outgrew them or my situation changed or my business evolved or whatever it is. And I think that's I think that's really normal. I think most investments in business kind of fall into that category that they serve you for a time and then typically things change. Absolutely. I think that's exactly it. It's like we, it worked like, oh, cool. I had the growth throughout this process. It worked and I don't think I need to continue on. I think that's always a good thing too. And I mean, I always strive for that too. I can honestly say with my clients, I'm like, if you don't need me anymore, that's a really great thing. Like, that's a good thing. I mean, I want to see you and I want to hang out with you, but I I like to hear that it's increased self-trust or confidence or whatever it is that you feel like you can make more strategic moves or decisions more on your own versus with a coach or whatever it may be. But yeah, I've had some interesting 
investments, I also think that investments are extremely necessary. I also think that it's important to, you know, sometimes when it comes to sales and marketing, we can be marketed like, oh gosh, this program or this thing or this person or this, you know, enter thing here sounds so fantastic. And I'm also feeling up against the clock maybe of like investing in, gosh, this, the door's closed to this thing or the, you know, the time's running out on that discount or whatever it is. And that can, I think, that can be good in some cases for sure. Like just that, you know, you got to kind of like make the decision yes or no for you. But I think that even in my own case, I'll just use my own case where I remember I was enrolling for a program of mine and I was blown away at the amount of kind of interviews I did for it or just, you know, one-on-one calls to just make sure that it was, they felt they had, they had all the information that I can't believe how many times I said like, you know, I don't know if like this is for you right now. And because I'm, what I'm hearing is this, I want you to know that's also okay, you know? And I could see they were like, oh man, I was bummed to like get help or whatever it is. Like you can, you can be a part of this program. You're definitely like qualified for it and other things. But what I'm hearing is you saying this and I think the actually really great thing about that is of the four people I said that to, three of them came back later on, like years later into programs. And I think that that is because they were able to pause and not be so swept up in the time of like the doors closed or this thing happening, whatever it is. And so they were able to, I think it's also, you know, up to us as mentors too, that if, if you're having people invest in you to be really honest about that. But personally, I've had some that have not worked out so well. I think the ones that actually haven't worked out as well, what I've found about myself have been more of the like a VIP day, super, super like fast and dirty. I think what I've realized is for me specifically and what my business needs is a longer container support just because things do move and shake quickly. So that, for example, if I am making a change because I'm in a program, because let's say I'm taking a program to become a better better copywriter. I haven't done this, but as an example. And so I start to write to become, you know, like to practice copywriting or whatever it is. And it's opening up new doors. I've got new questions. And the fact that I'm like, continue to have support, whether it's for a number of weeks or months or maybe even a year, that I've found is like how I best like to support myself, therefore our business. And that's been helpful. So I've kind of over the years realized what types of investments, therefore what that's helped me to do is like lean in towards, you know, oh, I I saw this thing that piqued my interest. And it's also helped me to ask better questions because I've made some not so great investments, for example, that like haven't panned out. So I feel a lot more confident in saying, can you tell me more about this thing that I saw on the sales page or this thing that I saw online or whatever it may be? Oh, this is great. And there's several things here I want to make sure I don't forget that I want to follow up on. One is like honesty and transparency in sales and marketing online. The other is around, maybe I'll just go into this second one first. So you you are talking about having clarity around the type of investments that are actually good for you, that actually work for you because of who you are and how your business is structured or what your goals are. Like there's all kinds of different factors that can come into play when deciding if an investment is a good fit. And this can change too. Like it can change as your business evolves. But I think a lot of people will have some things like what you're talking about, have kind of like a checklist of these are the these are the types of things that work really, really well for me. And it took me a while to get to this. And one thing that I learned is 
for me personally, the type of business owner that I am, I don't like to get into long containers. I don't Mm -hmm. like to get into extended containers that I can't get out of. And that is not to say that those types of programs aren't good and impactful. And I am in a coaching relationship with someone who I've been working with for almost two years now. That's obviously a long container, right? And I will have her there forever. Her name is Julia. She is critical to my success. But (laughs) when it comes to other things in my business, especially I find like more operational related investments, right? long containers don't work. They don't work for me personally because I changed my mind too much and I know that about myself. And so now when I'm looking for a social media manager, when I'm looking for an accountant, when I'm looking for a whatever, I always ask, what's the terms? And if they say, oh, you have to commit to six months or, oh, you have to commit to a year, that is an immediate hard no for me because of who I am and because I've had a couple of situations where I've gotten into an investment and then been like, this was great for three months, got what I needed or this is not what I what I want or what I expected. And then I want to get out of it and I can't. And there is no worse feeling for me <laughs> to be stuck yes. inside of an investment. Yes. yes. It's it's horrible. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that feeling. It is that is, does not feel good like at all. And I think that what you're saying is so important around. It's interesting. It does, unfortunately, sometimes take us making those investments that didn't end up feeling great to really know what we want, but it really does make us better investors of our hard-earned time, money, effort, whatever it may be, both in like how we invest in ourselves and how we invest in other people, meaning like our team, all the way to hiring someone to come in and do something project-based. And it can be unique. I mean, and I think it also changes. Like, for example, I have people I've taken through group programs that have come to me and said, like, I, you know, I just think I need something one-on-one. And I'm like, I think that's great for you. Like, I think that mm-hmm. the fact that that told me you really want to turn inward, there is an element of like when you're in a group program where you do have, you you are still somewhat holding space for other people. And in some cases, if you need that time in your life where you just need to, for it to be about you and your business, you're allowed to want and need that and and go after that. I think that's really great. So yeah, but it's interesting. I'm realizing literally right now as I'm saying that I had some offers of my own that were more kind of VIP day containers that just never felt right. It was like a puzzle piece always felt like it was missing from that. And I ended up shutting them down last year because I was like, these just don't feel right. Why in the world would I have these out? I mean, like we're doing some good work in here, but like that doesn't make any sense. Like I don't want to have this out there. So I think it can actually say a lot. It can be a bit of a mirror and definitely show you both how you invest and then what you create. That's so interesting. It's so interesting. And what I think is cool too is how different it can be for each person and also each season in your business. So absolutely. Like you literally said the opposite. Like you need ongoing support in Mm -hmm. a container. And again, like I am the same in like a certain aspect of my business, but not in other aspects. I think that's the beauty of it is there are such based depending on people's needs, like it goes back to like their your people are out there, you know, it's just a matter of like finding them because they're I have a I know someone who has nothing but a year long program and that so deeply so works for her. And it pro- yeah. I know it provides so much comfort and groundedness in things. And who knows, like, who knows what that will look like in two years from now. But yeah. And then I have, I know of another person who runs nothing but miniature programs that like last just a few weeks at a time all the time. So 
the beauty of it is there is something, but I also think that, you know, even to the importance of this conversation is that leaning in to figure out what, like, how you like to invest, what that looks like for you, what your investing type is. And like, even just starting with the container, what does that look like for me? Do I feel like I need one-on-one? Do I feel like I just need someone back here on the back end supporting that I've rarely even talked to that I just send stuff and it's done or whatever? Do I feel like I need someone front end? Do I feel like I need a closer? Do I, whatever the thing is, how does this work best for me? And again, it takes some, hopefully our experiences can can, you know, can give you some encouragement around this is what I've learned, but it does take some, some zhuzhing, if you will, like, you know, and I think the other thing too, is that don't be afraid to, if someone tells you like, my only container is a year, for example, I feel like Jordan, like if someone said that to you, if my only container is a year, you'd be like, thank you. Moving on, you know, like I know that's not for me. I think that you're a wonderful whatever you are in this and I've heard great things and it's not for me. It does have to be an energetic match. Like if you are really bending your own rules to be a part of something, there's a chance that that's not going to work, you know? Yeah. And then even if, who knows, like with your coach that you said you've had a long-term relationship with, maybe it's that I don't know what the case is and you don't even have to say, but perhaps it's you've been with her for a long time, but maybe it's like you buy sessions at a time, you know, it's almost like a masseuse. It's like, oh, I just really love this masseuse. And it it would be almost hard for us to think about paying for a masseuse for the year, but because I buy sessions or whatever the thing is, it makes me feel better. So I think there's also like a code to crack there as well with our, you know, who's purchasing from us and how we're purchasing from people too. Yeah. And what, what I think it- this is like a perfect segue back into the the honesty and transparency and openness in sales conversations and marketing because that I think is where a lot of this stuff gets real wonky because like we're talking about all of this, but then in actual situations, in actual sales conversations, it can be way more muddy, right? So I'm even yes. thinking about, I just recently had a, not recently, I had a sales call not that long ago where I was looking to work with them. Mm-hmm. And they told me like, it's a six month container. And I said, oh, okay, that's really helpful to know because I'm actually not looking for any long-term commitments right now. Right. And they tried to convince me otherwise. And I was so frustrated. I eventually like, I don't know, was like, I got to go and like kind of hung up on the call because I was like, why, why are you trying to push my boundaries here? I'm not okay with that. I just told you like, right to your face right I'm not comfortable with that that's not something that I'm looking for right now and here's why and I I get I I I get on a soapbox a lot about sales calls because I think there's a lot of bad advice out there about how to run sales calls and that you should like manage people's objections and I think that's totally inappropriate no and I loved your example that you gave about the sales call where you're actually telling people you don't that they don't need your service and yeah I do that all the time (laughs) I do that all the time all the time or if I'm just not sure, I'll, I, I'm not going to lie to you and be like, yeah, for sure, 100% we can help you. And like, we don't really know. And I had a <laughs> I had a sales call like that probably within the last month where I was like, look, I'm like pretty sure we can help you, but I am not going to make you any kind of guarantees. That's not yeah. what we do. You need to think about like, here, here's the information. I'm going to give you all of the information that I have. And then you need to be comfortable with the decision. You need to go back and think on it because yeah. I'm not going to convince you to get into a situation that you're uncomfortable yeah. with. 
And what's crazy is they came back and they're like, we did decide to go a different route, but actually we're going to come back to you afterwards because of how transparent you were. And, yes. and you are what we need next, you know? And yes. I think that's like such a better way to do business. It's such a better way to do business. And I think that it's everything because to your point, they will, I think that they will come back if they're truly, you know, meant, meant to be in your world. But also it's like, think of it like dating. Listen, like I am not convincing anyone to be in a relationship with me. Like that is a recipe for disaster. And why would I do anything differently in my business? You know, like, I think that that is so the same thing. Like, why do I need to convince someone to work with me? I mean, if, if you're really having to convince someone, I mean, show them the results, but absolutely no. Like, and the other thing too, is that I absolutely cannot guarantee results, especially for someone who is sitting on the fence, because that means that they're coming in it with so much angst, with so much, oh my gosh, is this going to work? They've make, they're making way too big of an investment that they, you know, they're going way beyond their means or whatever the thing may be that they're coming in at a deficit. And so therefore those that return on the investment more than likely is not going to be as high, is not going to be as profound because it took, quote, convincing. And yeah, I think it's like give people the information, let them make decisions, support them in their decisions. I've pointed a lot of people in different directions to different people that could possibly be better for them. Yeah, I think it's the only way. And I think people I, I know that I want to be treated like that for sure. I don't want people just to like blow smoke and tell me what I want to hear. That is the last thing that I want. So I think it's only best if we, you know, I, I think that we t we tend to like break ourselves down. Like maybe that means that I'm not a great this or that or the other thing. If someone doesn't want to work with me, it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're just humans and we want to be treated like a human, not like a sales call, you know, like, yeah, that's, I think everything. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people, a lot of people are making it seem like you have to do like some kind of like weird bait and switch situation on your yeah. marketing and in your marketing and on your sales calls where you have to like, oversell everything and like, you know, convince people. But then that creates a terrible experience for everyone. At least that's what I found. I, I don't think that's good for anybody involved. And I think it's much easier just to be like honest and transparent about what you can actually do. And there's there's been lots of, like you said, lots of sales calls where people have come to me and I'm like, yeah, I mean, we probably could help them, but it's going to cost way more and they could just go get a VA for the stuff that they need. Like they don't Absolutely. actually need us. We're like, three, four, five times the cost of what they're going to pay for and for like a VA and looking at what they actually yes. need. They need a VA or yep. they need an employee or they like there's all kinds of other things that people might need when they come to us specifically. And like, I don't want to get into a bad situation with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that like tying it back to time frames and like long containers and things like that, I think where I get where I get frustrated with online business and some of these things that I feel like people are are encouraging others to do in the space is they're saying to lock people into long-term containers, right? They're like, mm -hmm. get people locked into long-term containers, even if it's like not the perfect fit for them, kind of for the sake of the sale almost. And then you get people into these long containers and then you won't let them out. And that is where I get really frustrated is mm -hmm. if something's not working out and someone's in a long container, I let people out of my contracts all the time. And maybe I shouldn't say that, like maybe that's not good business. But if if it's an actual, if, if I know that it's an actual bad financial situation for that person, I am not going to force them to continue paying me. I think that's gross. Yeah. I think that's super gross. Yeah. And that is where my frustration comes in with long containers. I don't think that mm -hmm. all long containers are bad. 
especially if there's like some grace and flexibility around like life happens and situations happen and contracts are important, but holding people to contracts just for the sake of it, I think is like not okay. Yeah. Right. I think the contracts are in place, right? If it's one thing, if someone comes to you and says, listen, like I've fallen on extremely hard times, like this bill just cannot, it's, it cannot be paid and I have to stop everything. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, if the last four years have taught us anything, it's like, yeah, you approach that with grace. It's like the contracts, yes, are so helpful to be in place for other situations that are unfortunate where someone's trying to take advantage or whatever the thing may be. And yeah, we did them for every single person. And again, back to that human experience of like bringing the humanity to it of just like, I hear what you're saying and I wish you all the best. And there's a really good chance that those people that you let out of those contracts, again, will come back to you when they're on the other side of wherever they're at because you showed them that. And again, I think that people just need to be like, we never know what's going on in people's lives. You know, it's like we're we, and even if we try to not be judgmental, it's like we constantly are just, you know, essentially assuming, maybe not judging, but assuming like what's happening in people's worlds. But if they are showing us enough transparency to come and say, hey, listen, this is where I'm at. Like, I think that we can meet them somewhere that gives them that human kind of experience and respect back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Investing. I know. Investing is a tricky one. It's a tricky one for sure. And I think that it it does. It's actually so much more perhaps maybe even I think it's both like a head and a, and a heart centered thing where it's got to feel good. And then also, yeah, like I do want you to run your numbers and make sure that like it's going to make sense to you. I mean, I think a lot of people will say that you're not really investing unless you're reaching. I mean, I don't know that I, t- I think that's also a sales tactic. You know, ex- you know, I've heard just horror stories of people, you know, convincing people to put it on a credit card or do this or they like, if you really cared, you do that and you're going to make it back. It's like Gross. what I just Gross. hear is you convincing someone. Yeah, that's horrible. That is horrible. And if you've ever been there before, if you're listening to this, like that's not how business, you know, should be done. Like I'm all about doing business differently, but that's that's just bad business in the sense of like, if again, and also what that tells me is someone is not sitting on it's not coming from a place of feeling confident in their own business. It's feeling like they have to either bully people or convince people to be in their world. And then you can only imagine how you're going to be made to feel or that it's like you have to pay to be treated with any level of respect or kindness. So yeah, I think it really is. It's like approach it with both. Like there can be sometimes it's like, I'm looking at the numbers, but like, gosh, like I'm inside, I'm kind of feeling like I'm really drawn to this person or whatever it is. And I think that's when you maybe do sometimes come in with the con- with, with the conversation of like, gosh, I really want to work with you and I can't really figure out what, you know, I, I know that this program isn't for me or whatever it is, but and you never know. It's like, I've said that to some people and they're like, that's kind of weird that you're saying that because we're in the process of developing this new thing. And so maybe we can work, you know, maybe we can pop you into it earlier. Maybe we can do this or it's always, I think, okay to ask, but yeah, I think that investing needs to come from both a heart-centered space and a head-centered space to make the best decision, again, so it feels good from all angles. And if something does feel off, there's a good chance that it's not meant for you. Yeah, trust your gut. Yeah, no, I love that framing of it, that like the the heart-centered and head-centered, that's exactly how you said it. Yeah, but like you got both, it. both sides are equally as important, like how you feel about it, but also is it logical? Does it make sense in the context of, how much you're making and all of these different right. things. And right. I've definitely made 
many what I would call stretchy investments into my business. And many of them have worked out. Some have not, but many of them have definitely worked out. And I think that that's not an uncommon situation for people for investing to feel like a little bit stretchy, like maybe a little bit uncomfortable because it's new, but it shouldn't be like, oh man, if this doesn't work out, my business is going to be over. Like exactly, mm, that's too stretchy, right? Too stretchy. I think think that's where, again, where I get frustrated with some of the ways that people are marketing is because they almost make it seem like you have to do that. Like you have you have to invest this level. If you're not willing to invest this this level, if you're not willing to get uncomfortable with your investments, then why would anybody pay you for what you're... I'm like, no, no, no. That's gaslighting. That's yes. icky. No, no. If anyone's making you feel like that and telling you things like that, don't pay them any money, right? Yes. That's that's not okay. That's unethical. Yeah. So yes. that's, that's yes. where it gets weird in the online mm-hmm. space for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am... with you on that. I'm in that camp with you and no one should ever make you feel that way. And you're not alone if you have been felt that way or if you're in the process of feeling that way. And again, let us know if you need a reminder. Yes. Yes. DM us anytime. We'll we'll, uh, help you through. Okay. This was super fun. Anything else you want to leave us with around investing in your business, the good or the bad? I feel like this is such a great conversation. I feel like investing can feel so big and hairy and scary and it actually can be I don't want to say simple, but it can feel a bit stretchy and easeful in the same time. I love that you use that word stretchy of just like, okay, I feel like I'm reaching a little bit, but I feel like I feel confident in that stretch. I don't feel like everything's going to fall out from underneath me. And I think, you know, going with that head centered and heart centered approach is going to be really helpful. And also don't forget that you really do, for the most part, contain all the knowledge that you need. But if you need support or if you need a like a specific strategy in an area that you are without, then sure, go and get it. And but don't forget, you know, it's like it's not but it's definitely and that you are you typically I feel like have chosen this path because you have everything that you need. So bet on yourself without question and invest where you need to invest. Oh. Alrighty. In this done. episode, we are chatting with Grace Blacksea. She perfect. is the founder this of Quench Collective, so a community for like-minded leaders who believe in doing business differently. Grace blends strategy and support and is on a mission to help women leaders sign their businesses around their life, not the other way around, which I'm obsessed with. I love that so much. And in this episode, we talk all about investing in your business. Grace talks us through some of the investments in Grace talks us through some of the ways that she approaches investing, ways that she approaches investing, ways that she approaches investing. We talk a lot about how 